guess who slept on Rudy? Known as America's mayor, the same press that used to praise him, attacked him, belittled him, maybe even made some of you doubt him. But today, today in Pennsylvania, Rudy played his first card. Same guy that took down the mob, led us in New York and around the world after 9-11. All of a sudden wasn't good enough. Ridiculed, laughed at, not by us, not by this team, and today was his day. Rudy put it out there. He had to make a lot of claims, had to file some some tough cases in the early go. And to no surprise, he got his day in the sunlight and he performed and he put it down. If you had a chance to see what happened in Pennsylvania today in the hearing held by a great man, a former and retired colonel of 31 years in the U.S. Army, State Senator Mastriano, incredible person. Mastriano put this together today. He's a Trump supporter. He's a loyal Republican. And he knows fraud. When he sees it, he's a man of integrity. And so he worked around the clock to put this hearing on with what is known as the Majority Policy Committee in the Pennsylvania State Senate. And Rudy took the stage and gave a fantastic, well-thought-out, detailed opening statement This hearing had to be held in a hotel. It was sparsely attended by the media, but there were enough there that people could see it live and people can see the recording. And I recommend you watch as much of it as you can. Rudy's statement laid out specifically what happened in Pennsylvania. He painted the picture in more detail than he did a few days ago with that press conference. He sounded like he did when he put the mob on trial. And he painted a picture of what happened across the country in multiple battleground states. And you probably already know, if you don't know this, the dominoes are falling. And this is just the beginning, because as we speak, Georgia, Michigan, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Nevada all have legal actions turning to favor Trump in big ways. And now we know there are public hearings similar to what we had today in Pennsylvania, scheduled in Arizona on Monday, Michigan Tuesday, and Nevada on December 3rd, lining them right up. And if he wanted to set a tone, if Rudy and Trump's team wanted to set a tone in Pennsylvania, they did it. And even though the press has been desperate to ignore the hundreds of credible allegations, the stacks of evidence, today today was the day They heard the shot, the warning shot, the shot before many more will come, and they're they're changing their behavior. You know, first it was, there's no evidence, then, well, show us the evidence, then, well, you have to prove it, then it's, well, now it won't be enough 
Biden doesn't need Pennsylvania. And actually, before what they said today, their last thing was, well, yeah, there's probably some irregularities, probably some errors, but not enough to change an election, not enough to flip a state. Oh, really? Because we're talking about 600,000 plus votes in just one case that will be brought to the Pennsylvania Appeals Court very soon and then eventually the Supreme Court. But let's talk about a little bit about what happened in Pennsylvania today. I'll focus on two witnesses, two of the many that appeared under oath in front of this state Senate committee led by state Senator Mastriano. I encourage you to look him up. You, This is not an individual who plays games, and his opening statement was fantastic, too. He laid it out. <laughs> the great analogy he shared was, elections in Afghanistan, a war-torn country, are run better and more trustworthy than an election run here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Talk about laying it down. This guy would know, again, 31-year veteran of the Army, colonel, deployed not only in Afghanistan, but also Iraq. This guy's a decorated war veteran and a man to be trusted. So this is not a game we're playing. Rudy had one particular witness who talked about, and I think this was one of the Perry Mason moments of the hearing, who talked about a 600,000 late-night vote dump. We know about a bunch of these. And Rudy was finally able to talk about this on the record. And I don't think he shared an affidavit specific to this charge or this occurrence. So it was a surprise. It was, fan- it was fantastically rolled out. And I think it was very smart to hold it until somebody, the actual person detailing the event, the actual person making the accusation could speak to it under oath, not simply an affidavit in writing, because those are easier to ignore when you're a corrupt mainstream press. This was a person under oath, in person, live, stating that of those 600,000 votes, Rudy then asked, okay, 600,000 came in. How did it break down? How many were for Vice President Biden? 570,000 were for Joe Biden. Of the 600,000, how many for Trump? 3218 or something. It's like 3220. 570 plus thousand for Biden and barely 3200 for President Trump. The crowd gasped, and there's a lot of people there, most of which are supporting this effort, not only because they're probably Trump supporters, but because fraud is no joke. Fraud is a serious thing, especially in a presidential election. And so, as I said before, it was a Perry Mason moment, right? I mean, he dropped the hammer when he when he clarified the breakdown of this random late night dump of votes when counting had supposedly been stopped for the night. He then moved on to another fantastic witness, a retired naval officer who's now a data analyst and a computer scientist and a CEO of his own private company. This is a man with a lot to lose. Again, <laughs> a career naval officer who deplored in numerous combat missions, now a respected data analyst, computer scientist, who was part of mandating, or should I say, regulating the elections in places like Philadelphia County, Allegheny County, which are the two counties Rudy's focusing on, which is smart, because it's where the most egregious fraud was committed. And he did quickly mention another county, a third county. He's referring to Montgomery. They're just catching up there, so don't forget. I've talked about it before. Don't, don't think we've forgotten about Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. And that's shady business, because that might be even more damning than what was presented today. But this retired naval officer mentioned that in past elections where these voting systems like Dominion, these computers are used, typically just matter of human error, oversight, 
two or three USB cards are left in the machines. Now, we've talked about this, and it's rather amazing. I think it will be the end of this type of system, but these USB cards are used to upload batches of votes. And this naval officer brought up something for the first time that I hadn't even considered. But he said he wanted these uploads, these votes to come in live, like in real time, not in these batches every couple of hours. And he started seeing that. And he opened the statement by saying, you know, there are two or three of these missing after an election. To date, as of today, 47 of these USB cards used to upload votes are still missing. 47, when the norm establishes two or three. And that's because people just leave them in the machine, right? It's like the USB drives, you have information saved, you put it in your USB port on your laptop or your computer, and you leave it in your office, you might have forgotten you left it there. That's happened at the end of these voting nights, at the ending of the tabulation. The tabulation, People leave it in there. That's fine. It's a long night. People are working hard. But 47... And they're missing. They're not left in machines. No one can account for them. So as the night is rolling on, as this this former naval officer, this data analyst, this computer scientist is noticing, things are off. They're not doing. They're not uploading in real time. They're waiting. There are delays. Two, three hours. Then bam, big tranche of votes comes in. He forces one of these people with the USB cards to upload in front of him. And what he witnessed, he said this under oath, was fifty thousand votes uploaded for one candidate. Now he was hesitant. I wouldn't say hesitant. He was delaying any perceived eagerness on his part to mention who the votes were for. And I appreciate that because he has tremendous integrity and he's smart enough to know that all he, although he has tremendous integrity and is a man of his word, perception is everything. So he even said, I am, am a person who's deployed in war. I care about this country over anything else. And it doesn't matter which candidate something like this benefits, who this benefits. But he said all of them, all 50,000 went for Vice President Biden. So this USB nonsense, which was part of the gig in Georgia as they did their ridiculous just recount of the ballots. The first go round, we heard about these USB drives that were lost or were accidentally not uploaded. And every one of them, I think there was like three that was uploaded. Turned out they were for Trump, meaning they favored Trump every time, as all of these errors tend to do when they are discovered. And so this naval officer was one of many witnesses, but he was one of the most compelling, who simply laid it down. And this guy is not somebody the Supreme Court is going to doubt if it comes to that. When I say the Supreme Court, I mean the U.S. Supreme Court. So Rudy's hearing in Pennsylvania today, analyzed by many moderates and conservatives in the game in you know what we call journalism the pundits are all flipping out because this made it real these are real people this is real testimony under oath under penalty of perjury and now we're finally seeing a legislative body put some credence to this having something held in the public things that we were never supposed to know were found out today in that hearing. I encourage you to watch it. Rudy, you know, as he should, his opening testimony or his opening statement was a bit long. He had to lay out, set the table, put things on the record. He did a great job. But you can fast forward through a little bit of it. But I like the story, what he was telling, what he was preparing us for. The witnesses corroborated everything he said, and then some. 
And you can tell the room, the senators watching this are shocked. They're embarrassed. And Rudy called them out. Not them personally, but said their state, their election, based on what they know, the evidence they have in Allegheny and Philadelphia County, what they know is that their election was a sham. That's a direct quote. And the crowd reacted very positively. People know it. It's over as far as hiding the information. The crowds, the voters, the American people know as of today, we got to fire the first shot and made it very hard for the press and the pundits to ignore. And now they're shifting and starting to say, well, even if they steal the election in Pennsylvania, and they're always going to accuse us of stealing the nerve we have of actually calling out their theft and pointing out that they stole because somehow this is a minority issue. This is a racial issue that how dare we, that we should steal. And I think these people believe just like that stupid woman demonstrating for BLM a couple weeks ago, talked about looting being reparations and how it's fair. I think these people, I think these leftist nutcase communists think that's their right in the name of social justice to steal elections as some sort of reparations. I think when we get to the core of this, more of them know about it than we realize or we could even imagine. And they think this is payback. This is justice. I've said it before. I'll say it over and over again. When you hear words like reimagine or justice, run your ass to the hills. They're not talking about right and wrong. They're not talking about justice is blind. They're talking about punishment. And this is another example, because I think thousands of people knew about this and participated in, and it was coordinated somehow, somewhere. And Rudy talked about that today, too, that this random occurrence in key battleground states with voting being shut down, counting being shut down. And these giant vote dumps coming in in the middle of the night, these uploads, when Trump had leads like he did in Pennsylvania of 700,000 plus votes, with 65% of the vote counted. And all of a sudden in Pennsylvania, just as it happened out of Atlanta and Georgia, Milwaukee and Wisconsin, gosh, I mean, Clark County, Nevada, and of course, Detroit, Michigan, right? Leftist, hardcore Democrat strongholds all coincidentally behaved in the same manner starting late at night on November 3rd, when we were going to bed, they caught us sleeping, they had it set up. And if what Sidney Powell says is true, the algorithm in the voting machines wasn't working enough. It couldn't override what we did, what the American people did with our vote. We were putting together one of the greatest landslides in U.S. election history. And to give you a little taste of what I mean by that, I was looking at California's numbers, right? A state that we don't pay much attention to because of the Electoral College, it always goes blue. What matters of the breakdown, which it came out to be like 65% Biden, 35% Trump, even though for the first time in California's election history, there were rallies massively attended, spontaneous rallies occurring across the state in county after county for weeks leading up to the election with thousands of people showing up to support President Trump. We're supposed to believe that the election went the same as it always did, and it's a blowout for the Democrat. Well, here's the interesting part. Trump's 2020 numbers in California literally tie Hillary Clinton's 2016 numbers. So your turnout, your real legal vote turnout in the state of California was a landslide. So I think they cheated their asses off in that state too. And according to Sidney Powell, they cheated in 2016. But think about that. Think about the impressive feat from a candidate's perspective, a candidate who 
was not expected to even come close in a massive electoral state that's locked in for the Democrats year after year. He doesn't go there for a rally. People do it for him. They mobilize, and the same amount of legal votes that Hillary Clinton got in 2016, they reproduce that for Donald Trump, the Republicans do, in 2020. So think about it. Biden had to vastly, grossly overperform Hillary Clinton in that state. Do you think Joe Biden, clamoring, cognitive decline Joe, Grandpa Joe, who can't take an unscripted question? He can't. He just is unable to. That guy generated such turnout in California that he won 65% of that massive vote. I don't buy it. And I buy it less and less every time I see something like I saw in Pennsylvania today. And guess what? We're going to see it. Like I said, we have hearings Monday in Michigan. No, Michigan's Tuesday. Arizona's Monday. Real curious about that because Arizona's a late counter. They just certif- they haven't certified yet. So they just got their votes in. Maricopa County dragged like crazy. That's the county with Phoenix. So Arizona's got a public hearing led by Republicans on Monday, Michigan on Tuesday, Nevada on December 3rd. There are calls for Georgia to do the same thing. There is now a new legal action in Georgia as of minutes before I am recording this. Legal votes not counted combined with illegal votes combined for more than 200,000 net votes for Biden in Georgia. That margin, as it stands right now in Georgia, is only 12,000. So this brand new lawsuit based on phenomenal lock and stock data from the Voter Integrity Project, a guy named Brainerd, I talked about him. These are the people that got together through nonprofit means, raised enough money to run a massive operation the last couple weeks, checking on voter turnout, running equations to see there are outliers, hundreds and thousands of them in these states. It wasn't just Georgia. They did it across the country, and they had a call center, and they checked with people. Hundreds after hundreds of people. They're calling all day, all night. I mean, they are around the clock. They had to keep adding people. The work was so overwhelming. And over and over again, there was one pattern. They call someone who had voted. Per the records, that person told them they didn't. They said, I don't live there anymore. I didn't vote. Well, that guy has put together his data. He's presented it. He's made it available for anyone who wants it. Certainly, the Trump team has it. And he's doing what is called a white paper. That's going to come out in a few days. I've read a number of legal experts say that this guy's data, his case, his paper alone could flip this election. He's not even a small piece of the pie of what the team has, but he might end up being one of the biggest. And I believe, from what I've read, this brand new lawsuit being filed in Georgia is based on his data. But who knows? There are other private groups. They didn't name his group, Voter Integrity Project, in the information I saw just a few minutes ago. So I'll look into it. And I'll have an update probably tomorrow on it on Thanksgiving. forgot to say that it is November 25th, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. You should know that based on how the podcast generates. But I should have said that in the beginning. I still forget because I am absolutely beside myself and fired up today. I mean, you could probably tell in my voice the positive energy because we finally had testimony, the evidence we've known about, the evidence I've shared with you, see the light of day in an open hearing in front of serious legislators under oath. That cannot be ignored, and I'm very excited about that. Um, Now, the key here in Pennsylvania, and I want to cover one thing that Rudy opened and closed with, is this absentee ballot discrepancy. So aside from the fantastic, fantastic in that it helps our guy, because we know they cheated, but the just outrageous and damning testimony from the two individuals I referenced before. Rudy talked about a 700,000 
absentee ballot difference between what was sent out and what was returned. Meaning, he looked at the numbers, it's public record, of absentee ballots in total sent out in Pennsylvania, right? And then he looked at the number of absentee ballots voted. There were 700,000 more absentee ballot votes than there were ballots sent out. I mean, it's it, it gets to the point where I worry if the case is hurt because there are literally mountains of evidence and it's like it's the ultimate elephant in the room just there crapping in the corner telling you, ah, we cheated. I'm a massive elephant. I'm a cheating, crapping, stinky elephant. And everybody who desperately wants Trump gone is doing their best to ignore it. I mean, they're choking over the stench. I mean, they're starting now to puke in their mouth a little bit. It's so obvious and so painful for them to be in the room, but they have to be because technically it's their job as journalists, as air quotes leaders. But the elephant's going to keep crapping, right? That big, beautiful, Republican, stinky elephant is not going to leave the room. That elephant in the room is taking up permanent residence. He's probably sitting if he's not crapping. And if you've seen an elephant sit and refuse to get up, there's not much you can do to get that elephant moved. Now, maybe it's a female elephant. I don't want to be sexist. I don't know. Now, it's definitely one of the two genders because there are only two. So maybe I said male because I'm a male. Maybe because maybe I'm a little sexist. I doubt that. I don't think I am. But it could be a she. I don't care. She is massive. She stinks in a beautiful way because fraud stinks. And these people cannot continue to ignore it. But I couldn't believe when he said that. A 700,000 vote difference between the absentee ballot sent out versus what was actually cast. I mean, this is in the numbers. These are votes that were counted. And let's be real. If the 600,000 of BS votes that came in, 570,000 went for Biden, you imagine if the same percentage went for Biden of the 700,000 absentee ballots? What I mean is, if you take whatever they added, because that's what they did, that's what testimony talks about, ballots being thrown away for Trump, ballots being added for Biden. Now, Rudy's final point, too, in his opening statement was, if you'd had observers, right, if you had people by who are by law supposed to be observing, watching the mail-in and absentee ballot process, the opening and counting of these ballots, then these people would have seen any discrepancies between the outer envelope signature and verification versus what is inside the actual envelope. Well, what these shysters did in these counties like Allegheny County and like Philadelphia County is they threw those, those envelopes away and they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they're doing because they knew if somebody saw, they could possibly go to jail. And that's why there were so many Google searches regarding punishment for election fraud. As soon as election fraud and impropriety was brought to the table, not one or two days after the election. That's a real thing. You can look it up. Google searches uh, for that uh, term or that statement regarding election fraud punishment went through the roof. And I'm sure if you cross-reference it with location, places like Detroit, like Philadelphia, like Milwaukee, Milwaukee, like Atlanta, would be right there up top. And you know what? I hope they're really worried because they did it and they got caught. And the only reason they got caught is because people turned out in droves for Trump. They drove up the numbers. We stacked the box, and their initial fraud plan wasn't going to be enough. And I think it's very possible that they tried in 2016 and didn't have the backup plan. Because these shutdown, these late-night closing of the counties, these breaks they took, 
uh, you know, as far as counting ballots, that didn't happen in 2016. I couldn't find, I looked, I couldn't find one instance, one report, one tweet, nothing about voting or counting being stopped in precincts, large ones, especially in any battleground state, in any state at all. I couldn't find an instance instance of that in 2016. So if Dominion's real, if what Sidney Powell is alleging is real, and she has said it didn't work in 2016, well, now it makes sense why they did what they did this time, right? Big stacks, big boxes of ballots, right? Manual uploads. So when the algorithm doesn't work, what do you got to do? Well, you march in with the USB card, right, with some extra votes on it, and you drop them in. And then you also have paper ballots done, paper mail, paper paper whatever. You have backdating, as people have said they were instructed to do. All of this comes together so you can put together a massive number in the middle of the night and make sure that you can eviscerate a 700,000-plus vote lead for Donald Trump as they did in Pennsylvania. And I think it was 300,000 in Michigan, close to that in Wisconsin. And there was a significant amount of the vote already counted, including including in these counties, in these heavily blue areas, but they weren't done counting yet, were they? No, no, no. Remember, we disenfranchised them. How dare we vote for Donald Trump? And so they got us. Well, maybe they didn't. We know they tried. It's clear they tried. And today marks the first day where the general public has an opportunity to hear from people, brave people who are going on the record to share what they saw. Now, you're probably wondering what is going on with the the Kraken, meaning Sidney Powell and what she's going to release and what she has said is going to be biblical regarding Dominion and Smartmatic. She said on Saturday it was going to be Wednesday, today, or Friday after Thanksgiving, depending on what she can do. Now, my thoughts, because Lynn Wood said it was going to be today, I don't think Lynn knew, no one knew, that this hearing was going to go down when it went down today in Pennsylvania. And this team is coordinating. They're smart. Why take the air out of one action versus the other? Pennsylvania got all the air today. The hearing in Pennsylvania, and it still does. Even the people trying to ignore it, Fox News mentioned it. It's getting press via YouTube, via Rumble, via Twitter, you name it. It's everywhere. And the people you'd expect to be upset about it are upset about it. That's fine. Let the people who don't care if Biden cheated get upset. My thought is, why rush this Georgia Dominion suit? Do it Friday. So my thought is, it's going to happen Friday. Sidney Powell is going to bring it, bring the heat, bring down the devil in Georgia starting Friday, which happens to be a day where none of these public hearings are being held in any of the battleground states, right? The next one is Arizona on Monday. So it's a perfectly coordinated counterattack. And I'm excited to hear what she brings. But don't worry if it doesn't work out, right? Dominion is gravy. It's gorgeous gravy. And it's actually absolutely a one-hit Hail Mary if she has what she says she has and can prove it. But it is a completely separate, unrelated case with regard to the constitutional case that Rudy and his team are putting together. And hence the press release from a few days ago that did freak us out a little bit in the beginning They were separating the command, making sure everybody knew that if you donate to Trump's legal team, you're donating to the constitutional case, which is incredibly strong and got stronger today in Pennsylvania. And if you donate to Sidney Powell, I've donated both. You donate to her, it's to her private fund, her fight, 
her exposure of the Dominion Smartmatic fraud. That's a critical delineation, and it's going to matter quite a bit down the road. And I think it's going to matter quite a bit on Georgia when she brings that action with the help of Lynn Wood, who's a Georgia patriot, who is very much invested in this and put his reputation on the line. So I didn't want to forget to mention that. I think it's just smart coordination. It's all quiet on the Western Front right now. Thanksgiving's going to be a great day, especially for us, especially for those of us who were completely ripped off on November 3rd, who did it fair, who did it the right way, who voted for why we believe we need this country to be great for all the right reasons, and they cheated you. They cheated us, and they're getting caught. So no matter who you're forced to have Thanksgiving with tomorrow, and with COVID restrictions, I can't imagine you being forced to spend it with any radical leftist, any super hardcore liberals, because how dare they tell us we can't celebrate with family, and then they show up. So they probably won't be there. They'll be hiding in their bubbles, hiding from the woo flu, afraid of a virus that has less than 0.3% mortality when you factor in actual infections, which is very important, not just cases. And so you probably don't have to deal with their nauseating, condescending BS over your holiday meal. You can enjoy it. Sip your wine if you partake. Enjoy your stuffing, your canned cranberry sauce, knowing that it started today. Relax a little bit. Know that this country is a great country. Our founding fathers were phenomenal people. They put this together so that there were real checks and balances. They knew if there was corruption, that the people who were checking and balancing the corruption could also be corrupt. And so this is why, and I'll close with this, this is why local congressional and local state legislature elections are so important. Look at what's happening right now in these battleground states with heavy left liberal governors, like Pennsylvania is a perfect example. You got this guy, Wolf, hardcore leftist. The secretary of state, hardcore leftist. The attorney general, hardcore leftist, who before the election said Joe Biden's going to win when all the votes are counted. Mastriano opened with that today. The state senator was fantastic. So you've got all these liberals in the executive branch offices of the state because they get all their votes from the hardcore urban blue city centers like Los Angeles, like New York, like Detroit, like Milwaukee. Well, thank God in some of these states, the state legislatures are designed to balance that out, right? Even though your vote for governor in a small county in Michigan might not have en- might not be enough, right? Even if your county goes red, you can't take on the Detroit voting machine. But you small counties get your own state representatives in the state Senate and the state House, just like every other state does. And guess how the founding fathers designed it? They designed the fraud. They designed elections. They designed all of these things, all of the accusations, the legal process to go through the state legislatures and not be totally dominated or controlled by one or two people who won the executive offices like governor. Think about how beautiful this is because we have Republican run state legislatures in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Arizona, in Nevada, and one more in Georgia. We own them all because although these cities, these cities of absolute filth, of leftist corruption, of absolute in, in, in genuine, I mean, just ridiculous, uh, I mean, communist policies when you see what they're doing with COVID. They've been overruled by the system that was designed by the founding fathers to balance it out, right? The people in these counties, their voice matters, and they have their own state representative representing them in their capital, and these people are finally taking action. It's a beautiful thing to see the Constitution 
work the way it does and completely melt the witches on the left. That's the best part. As they scream, as they cry, as we taste their tears in the days to come, what, what drives them crazy is the people they hate the most, the monuments they want to take down so bad. Mount Rushmore is staring them in the face, those brilliant men who are all over the mall, right? Lincoln, Jefferson, Washington, Franklin. All of them were a little crazy. They're not perfect. Sounds familiar, like Lincoln. All of them are staring them in the face and say, we knew people like you would come. We knew people like you who cared more about getting your way than you do care about your fellow American, and it's no longer one vote, one person. They saw it. They built a system to ensnare these people and expose them. And it's our time now to exploit it, to use the Constitution the way it was meant to be used. And we're seeing our local leaders, people we've never heard of, former officers in the military, retired generals, great people, former secretaries of state, step up. It's their time to represent us. And maybe they don't, they're not as known as a Joe Biden or Donald Trump or a Governor Wolf. Well, who cares? Because their voice matters just as much as yours and mine does. And they are taking their little bit of power, their little corner that they carved out in this process, in their elected office, and they're flexing. And it's going to be fantastic to see. Be excited about it while you celebrate Thanksgiving with your loved ones. And I will do a show tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be updates. If it's not a lot, it'll be a quick one. But I'll be back Friday with some more details and um, keeping you guys informed. And I appreciate your support. Again, if you have anything to add, email me at EIPNET1776 at gmail.com. Thank you so much and have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon.